everyone. Welcome to the Arsenal Way. And yes, we are back with your daily Arsenal Agenda show, your daily show from 10 a.m. Monday to Friday. And I'm joined by Umar Chowdhury just to discuss this morning or this afternoon or this evening, according to where you are in the world, these topics. Umar? Yeah, yeah. I'm good, Bailey. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. And I think there's only one way, one place to start for this show, and that is about Eddie and Ketia. And of course, the Daily Mail have reported that they expect and catch up to now stay after Arsenal offered their last contract, which is reportedly worth £100,000 a week. Uma, just your thoughts on that, mate? On paper, when you look at it, um, the figure stands out. Obviously, you're going to look at the price and you're going to think, well, £100,000 a week. But I think there's a lot of things that you need to take into consideration. Um, for example... Eddie Nketiah is 22, I think, 22 years of age. He he has improved, to be fair. Um, I was probably one of his biggest critiques, um, and I thought he doesn't really offer much. But I think since he's been given an opportunity, he has progressed a lot. He, he's got much stronger. I think he's been hitting the gym, which you can tell. Um, so he's improved that side of the game as well and that side of his I think his hold up play is now much better and with Eddie and Ketty uh, he, he causes defensive defense a lot of problems he's a nuisance and I like the way that he runs in the channels and as a, as a defender you don't want to be drawn out of position and I think he does that well and with Arsenal when you take the contract you need to take into a lot of factors for example who would be a replacement in, in an ideal world? Who would want to come as a rotational option, a person who's going to compete for the number one spot? Because I think Eddie and Ketty are, I think it's, he knows what it's like to play for Arsenal. He knows what's expected of him. If we were, say, going to replace him, who out there in Europe at that age, 22 years of age, in their not peak, but starting to improve, who is out there that we could get and who would want to come to Arsenal and say, okay, yeah, I wouldn't mind playing um, games, but not as I, I know I wouldn't be expected to be first choice, but I'll be a rotational option and I'll be basically alternating with the first choice striker. I don't think there's many options, to be honest. And if, say, he, the move doesn't materialize if the contract doesn't work out it's a five-year reported deal he's still he's still how old would he be maybe 25 26 he'll be approaching that uh, 27 26 age bracket and we could we could get rid of him to be honest maybe we'll take a hit but i, I think it makes sense i think it makes sense but i think for me i think the transfer for a striking position i think it changes now in my eyes. I know there was talks of Gabriel Jesus to be the first choice striker, but I think they're not necessarily similar players, but I think we need to go for a target man. Victor, uh, you've been touching on him. I think he is now the striker that we should be focusing on if Eddie and Katie is to stay, in my eyes. I think Eddie and Katie and Gabriel Jesus, there's a lot of similarities there. There's a lot of traits there, but I think we need someone more ruthless, someone who is clinical, someone who's a killer in front of goal. And I think Victor Osman is that. And for now, I think if Eddie and Katie is to stay, I think him and an additional striker will be okay. But we're going to touch on um, in this stream about um, the wing options as well. Mm -hmm. And I think 
we need someone there who is just similar to Son, similar to Salah, similar to Mane, similar to these sort of players, someone who's ruthless in front of goal. We don't have that. Bakaya Saka, Martinelli, Smith Rowe, they're very talented players. But we need someone who can, when you went someone who's in front of goal, someone who can just put the ball in the back of the net, week in, week out. And we're going to touch on that because um, I want this player. I think a lot of Arsenal fans will want this player. But I think in terms of Eddie and Ketia, I think less, we can talk about the 100k deal. We can talk about um, how much he is, but this is England under-21's record goal scorer. He's improving. Mikel Arteta has said for one year that he wants wants him to stay. So he must have seen something with him in training. So if Mikel Arteta thinks he's a, he's a striker for the future, he's a striker that can be a good option for Arsenal, I think he is. And I think he's proven me wrong and I think he's proven a lot of fans wrong. So um, if he was to stay, um, I think it would be a good good move. Yeah, it's interesting to say the least. And the guys in the people in the comment section have had their say on MD and Ketia's decision to possibly stay at Arsenal. Marcus Convert says, Eddie, hope does not mean only one striker in and Nabi would also be good, but money is apparently the issue. Maitland-Niles would have had him as a squad player. Tom Fish asks, why 100k per week? Are we going to only skimp out and buy only one striker now? Lynn Simpson asks, is it okay as long as this doesn't hinder us from bringing in a quality striker because otherwise we won't be progressing and the other point is Mikel didn't rate him, so why not stick to your guns? Unachi asks, Enketa Yuta means we are not signing a striker. Eddie will not get you 20 league goals a season. And yeah, my issue is, is would we have offered Eddie and Ketra 100k a week in March, in February, in January? Will we, would we do that? If, is, if we're judging it in, on his last five, six games for Arsenal, then we should not be offering a player £100,000 a week. That is a lot. That is my issue. I don't think Enketra has done enough to warrant 100k a week. I look at Hudson Odoi at Chelsea when Chelsea offered him 120k despite only scoring one Premier League goal. And that hasn't worked out. I think a player, you have to earn that type of money. I don't think Enketia has earned that type of money. And that is my only issue with it. I think I agree. I think I'm not against him staying. It's just 100k a week. That sounds a bit, yeah, sounds a bit it, worrying. On paper, it does sound worrying. But on a, on a long-term basis... It's cheaper. How much would it be over the course of five years? Um, I don't know, on the top of my head, 25 to mm-hmm. 30 it's million. True. 25 to 30 million. And if you look at Europe, you look at um, Adam Hoslak, I think he's set to sign for Bayern mm-hmm. Munich. There was talks that Arsenal were interested in him, the Czech Republic international, if Eddie Nketiah was to leave. But obviously that move uh, is, is not going to materialise because Eddie Nketiah is going to stay. But there is not that many options in and around Europe that want to come in straight away, know the league, know mm-hmm. the club. He's hell and he knows what it's like to play for Arsenal. Don't get me wrong. If the, if if it does backfire and if it doesn't work out, we still have well, we we're still in in the control. I think he still can get a move elsewhere. You look at what Premier League clubs like West Ham, Brighton, Crystal Palace, they fork out a lot of money for players in and, in and around Europe. So I don't think they'll have a problem playing 15 or 20 million for Eddie and Ketia, England under 21 record goal scorer, plays for Arsenal at the highest level. So I think I think at the end of the day, I think we need to assess how we do the transfer business throughout the whole window and who we bring in and who we let go. So I think then we'll have a better idea of where we stand with Eddie and Ketia. 
Yeah, I do agree. I do feel, believe he should be staying at the club. I'm not against that. My only issue is with is the wage, wage structure because yeah. Enketia is worth £100,000 a week. Bakari Saka, who needs to sign a new contract in the summer, what is yeah. he now going to demand? Because if Enketia is getting £100,000 a week, Bakari Saka deserves much, much more. And that could be upwards of 200 k yeah, at least. They have the same agent as well, isn't it? Saka, yeah, and they have the same yeah. agent as well. So yeah. interesting to say the least. I think Bakari Saka now has... He needs advantage to demand a lot, a lot of money if Enketa is getting worth, is getting £100,000. Yeah, but we shall see, as you said, there's not a lot of strikers out there, especially when Arsenal need two strikers. It doesn't mean we do need to keep another striker. But the 100k week rubs, feels a bit yeah. of a finesse, a bit of a finessing scheme, which I don't like. I hate when that happens and it happens <laughs> to Arsenal. I'm like, what is this? £100,000 a week for Enketa. But again, we do need an extra strike for next season and maybe we're getting Ketchup to a new contract so we can focus on other areas of the squad and for, and speaking about other areas in the squad let's move on to the wing position because we are reportedly interested in uh, a reunion at Arsenal in Serge Gnabry now of course I think it's a, a German outlet build have reported that Arsenal are interested in Gnabry but Champions League football has meant that deciding him in this summer will be a bit difficult so we might have to sign him for, in a, for a free transfer next summer Umar do you wait and risk you, for example, we might need to keep players like Pepe. Would you do that uh, to risk signing Nabri for free the summer after? I think it's one to watch. I think Serge Nabri is one to watch this summer for Arsenal. It's, it's that sort of signing that it's a marquee signing that I think will get the fans on side, will get the fan base really, really optimistic for the season ahead. And it's you've seen that Serge Nabry's not happy in Bayern Munich. Bayern Munich want to um, just get rid of him. There's been interest. Real Madrid are interested in him. But I think Serge Nabry would love to come back to Arsenal. I know there's a lot of pessimistic fans who may say it's a dream. It's a dream scenario. But if the money's there, if the, if, if we offer a good salary, and Serge Nabry has said in the past that he would love to come back home, um, in, in in the near future. He, he's always spoken highly of Arsenal. I know when he left to go to Bayern Munich, there was a lot of fans who were upset by that move. But I think for his development, it was the right time for him to depart. Obviously, the loan spell with West Brom didn't work out, him working under Tony Pulis. But since he's gone over to Germany, he's flourished. And Serge Nabry, like I've touched on um, a few minutes ago, when you look at Tottenham, they have Hume Son on the wide position and he's ruthless you look at Liverpool they have um, Sadio Mane um, uh, Mohamed Salah Diego Jota who can play on the flank Luis Diaz so look at the options Manchester City Foden Bernardo Silva Raheem Sterling Arsenal lack that Arsenal lack that a lot I think they have Saka great player fantastic player Martinelli fantastic player Smith Rowe they're very good players, but in front of goal at times, they lack that cutting edge. They, 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 for me, they're not going to be 20 goal wingers or attackers or forward players. Maybe in the future they can, but I think they need a bit of experience to lean on, to learn, to enhance their game. And getting someone like Serge Nabry, who has flourished in Europe, who has been great for Germany in the national team, it would be a great, great signing. That's why I think. When you touch back on Eddie and Ketia, I have no qualms if Eddie and Ketia stays. But if we can get a striker in the profile of Ozerman and we can get an um, attacking wide forward like Serge Gnabry and let Pepe go, I think it would be fantastic. 
I think then Arsenal would have a real, real, really, really good attack, an attack that teams in around the Premier League would fear, because you would look at Saka, Serjan Abri, and Ozyman, maybe the front three, but look at the options you have aside that, the depth, Smithrow, Martinelli, Eddie and Ketia. So there's a lot of options. And I think if you want to be a successful team, if you want to be a, a team that is challenging for the Premier League title in years to come, being in the Champions League year in, year out, you need these type of players. It's all good It's all good and well saying we need to trust on our players, this and that. There's no problem with trusting your players. But you also need attacking quality and you need players who have experienced big moments, who can who can do it week in, week out. And Serge Gnabry, for me, it will be a huge, huge sign-in. Absolutely, it would indeed. And I think he's just a... As you mentioned with the other wingers and other teams, I think nowadays you need a big winger for another team. You need yeah. not, not just a striker. Your striker can't be your only goal source. And having a lot of goals for the wing position can really help and boost and boost your chances of getting where you want to be. And Nabri certainly does that. I think he's he's shown he's, he's won the Bundesliga, he's won the Champions League, and he's been a pivotal part of that. And he's grown heaps, heaps and bounds since leaving Arsenal. So... I think if you, there's a chance to get him, you must do everything, everything in your power to to bring him in. But bring him in. But let's move on to the final topic on the show, Umar. And that is, we have to give a congratulations to Ainsley Maitland-Niles yesterday. Of course, the UEFA Europa Conference League ended, and Roma come out on top, which means Maitland-Niles has a European trophy under his belt. Umar, is there a chance Maitland-Niles can come back next season and possibly possibly break into into Arteta's squad? Yeah, congratulations to Ainsley. Commiserations to also Reese Nelson, um, who was on the losing side um, during that final. But with Ainsley Maitland-Niles, it's a weird one. It is a weird one when you think about it. Obviously, he wanted to go to Roma. He wanted to play first-team minutes. And during the start of his spot at Roma, he was playing week in, week out. He was playing as a wing-back in Jose Mourinho's system. But obviously, since the season has progressed, He's just basically, Jose Mourinho has basically fizzled him out of the first team and he's had it tough to get minutes. I think Ainsley Maitland-Niles, this is a big summer for him because in his eyes, if he thinks he wants to progress as a first team player, it, it may not be a, such a bad situation for him to stay at Arsenal and be a squad player because he's not a midfielder. I think he needs to get that out of his head because I think that's been in his head for a long time that I'm a midfielder. I want to be playing at the highest level in the midfield, but I don't think he's good enough to be playing week in, week out for a top team in midfield. When he was playing as a wing back or a full back, I thought he was really good, to be honest. At times, he lacked a bit of concentration, but you can work on those things. But his one-on-one tackling... The way he was uh, going up and down the um, uh, channels, he's, he's quick. And he's, he, on paper, he looks like a good fullback. But what does he want this summer? I think I still think he'll leave. I still think they'll cash in on him. But it takes me back to a few seasons ago when Wolves, Everton were interested in him and they were offering 25 or whatnot, how many, how many millions of pounds. And we didn't sell him. And now maybe we could maybe probably get seven, eight million for him. So if he's not part of our plans, get rid of him. But if Mikartel brings him back to preseason and speaks to him and says, look, 
you could be an option as a squad option for this team if you want to be here. So if what if it's up to Ainsley Maitland-Niles what he wants, where would he get a better move? I'm not sure. He's gone to Europe. He's gone to Roma, a big club. He's not been a success. Maybe he comes back to the Premier League and starts his career. I don't know. But I think it, it, he, this summer's key for him because he's at crossroads now, Ainsley Maitland-Niles. And he needs to find the right move because his career could be tailing if he doesn't get a good move this summer. But congratulations to him. Um, he can say he's European champion, even though he didn't play the final. So I'm happy for him. Yeah, absolutely. And being in the European League next season could give Mike Mikhaarteta the incentive to try to persuade him to stay as we'll need a greater squad depth. But we shall see what happens there. We are going to end the show there, Umar. And guys, thank you for tuning in. Umar, as always, thank you for jumping on. Thanks, man. Thank you for everyone watching in. Um, just make sure you like the channel, subscribe, yeah, and just keep us following us. Of course, keep following us. There could be a video out later this e- later today. You shall see, or definitely we'll be back tomorrow as well, guys. So make sure you tune in, make sure you leave a like and subscribe, and most importantly, make sure you keep following us down the Arsenal way. Oh,